love this podcast, support us by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Hit the link in the episode description to support us now. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Harry Potter, the boy who lived and lives on indeed in our Oh, hearts. I thought you were going to finish the line because I love that line, come to die. Oh, no, I was actually doing Dumbledore. I wasn't doing Voldemort. Oh, uh, are you serious? Old man. Old man Dumbledore. I was doing like the Richard Harris Dumbledore, not mm, I, Michael Gambon Dumbledore. I don't, I, I wouldn't be able to so. tell you which one is which. I know them visually. Well, yeah, but. but well, yeah. Actor name, which is which. <clears throat> okay, so first two Dumbledores. How about that? I thought there were only two Dumbledores. Yeah, well, the first two movies I meant when I said the oh. first two. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you were counting Jew Law. But that should be a close to what we're talking about today. We are going back in time and we are returning to Hogwarts for a very special episode where we're going to tackle the Harry Potter reunion and share our thoughts on the Harry Potter film franchise, which mm-hmm. I know Rolando is just bursting to chat about. I mean, I... I'm the one who pitched this episode. He is. But, he is. Uh, spoiler alert, guys, I'm actually a very fair weather fan of Harry Potter. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but, like, yeah. Uh, I'm not, I wasn't, like, a diehard fan of the movies. I never read the books. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I don't think I know you to be a diehard fan of anything other than Gossip Girl and Bernie Spears. I'm not even a diehard fan of Gossip Girl. Like, I'm sure there are people who are more knowledge in that. And same thing with Britney Spears than I am. Wow. So you're not a diehard fan of anything. Are you a fan? I'm sure I have my random, like, fandom in there of something. But Are you a fan of Die Hard? I like the movies. (laughs) All right. Anyway. Uh, I'm Nicole. (coughs) And I'm Rolando. And this is Remakes, Reboots, and Revivals. An original podcast. About unoriginality. So welcome back to another episode of Remakes, Reboots, Revivals. But before we continue on with our Harry Potter reunion special, Rolando and I would just like to remind you that if you are following us on Apple Podcasts, to please go on, rate this podcast, and leave us a review. Uh, We've actually gotten a couple of new reviews recently, which we would love to share with you guys because we just appreciate every time we get a new one. Rolando, would you like to read one? Yes. So I'm going to read the one that we just got from Barbara Ann C., Thank you, Barbara. Here is her review. Highly recommend. Great insights. Five stars. If you are a fan of TV and movies like I am, then you will find this podcast not only entertaining, but interesting and informative. Hollywood has blown up with remakes, reboots, and revivals in recent years, and this podcast takes this subject on a ref- uh, <clears throat> takes this subject on with refreshing and fun insights. Not only do they give their opinions, but they provide a wealth of knowledge on these subjects. So many fun facts I never knew. It's great to listen while driving, taking a walk, or just relaxing at home. Definitely give it a listen. And like Rolando said, thank you so much, Barbara, for that review. Uh, If you, like Barbara, enjoy this podcast, then please let us know and we will read your review on the air because we so appreciate our listeners and we want to let you guys know that. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's get back to it. Uh, Rolando, we are, and of course, we are always joined by Eddie Z. Hi. Hey. Hey, Eddie. Uh, okay, so, you know, let's just get right into the, the Harry Potterness of it all. And by the way, we're on a Zoom call and you guys can't see the beautifulness that is happening, but Eddie Z has his wand out. Oh, I have a wand too. <laughs> you have a wand too? <laughs> I have a wand, yeah. Darn it. Ugh. You know, you and I've even wand? been, I've been to Ollivander's and I didn't get a wand. I don't, oh. what's that? That's, That's where you get your wand from. Wands. <laughs> in Harry wand Potter story. world? Yeah. Yeah, in, in Diagon Alley. Oh. That's the famous wand shop in, in, okay. in the series. See, this is how much I... I don't know the name. I know I'm visual. I can tell you like what part of the movie those are from, but... Oh, my gosh. Is it Diagon Alley or is it Hogsmeade? It's Diagon Alley, right? That, yeah. that Ollivanders yes, is yes, in? Yes, okay, yes. cool. I thought I was losing it for a second. Uh, you know, even if you're not a Harry Potter fan, though, I think everyone's got sorted by the Pottermore website. So out of curiosity, did you guys do the Pottermore quiz and find out what house you've been sorted into? So I actually did the Pottermore quiz with you. 
I think it was like after <laughs> I think we were at one of your shows, like an art show, and then we went to get food afterwards and you asked me and I had no idea. Yeah. I no, could it's do that. A major criteria for me if you want to be my friend, I need to know your Harry Potter yeah. house. So I uh I took the quiz and it turns out I am a Hufflepuff. Wow. And I I think- would never have guessed that. Oh, well, I took the get test in front of you, so and there's no going back. I tried. No, yeah. Hey, but, you got officially sorted. So, and you know, Hermione was supposed, like, you know, you look at her and it's like, oh, you're in Rivercall, but she got sorted into Gryffindor, so always trust the sorting hat. Okay. Eddie? Um. Okay. <laughs> oh, Ravenclaw. I'm Ravenclaw, too. Oh, my oh. gosh. We're house buddies. So, we're like, so the three of us are in not the important houses? Yeah, we're not Gryffindor or Slytherin, even though I think that Gryffindor and Slytherin are incredibly overrated. I don't know. Slytherin seems pretty cool. You get to talk to t- snakes. Yeah, I thought you were Slytherin. That's why I'm kind of shocked you're Hufflepuff. Cause even... I'm not rich, I guess. Yeah, well, you're not. I was about to say you're not cunning, but are you cunning? I don't know. Define are cunning. You... Are you ambitious? Yes. Are Do you I have follow through? Not necessarily, though. <laughs> Are you ready to cut a bitch that gets in your way? Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Okay. If if there's hesitation, then you're not Slytherin, I feel Oh, like. right. Well, by hesitation, it comes more like, you know, foresight, right? It's just like, is this bitch worth cutting and getting in trouble for? You know what well, I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to take calculated risks. See, me and Eddie, we're Ravenclaw because we don't, we don't care about any of that. We care about creativity and we care about knowledge and like you know, fun stuff and and dreams and all that stuff. So oh, that's so funny, Eddie, because all your Dungeons and ca- Dungeons and Dragons characters are obsessed with going to libraries. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. There so, you go. Okay. It's true. And you love libraries, Nicole. I do. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds like a joke, but it's true. Like um, my favorite thing is like getting a library card at every like area that I end up in. Me too. Spend I have them. four library cards. Oh, are you allowed to have that many library cards? Yeah, yeah they're free. Why not? I don't know. Like, okay. There's, yeah. there's a, yeah, the government puts a cap on how many library cards you can have. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they hunt you down. <laughs> uh, no. So do we want to talk about some things that we've been, you know, watching or reading or playing, you know, into this past week before we get into Harry Potter? Uh, Yeah, sure. So I actually just recently saw... In the City of Life and Death, uh, it's a Chinese movie. Yeah, it's a Chinese film. And, uh, ooh, so dark, so depressing, so, so sad. It's about the rape of Nanking, uh, which is an event that I didn't know about during World War II. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of told about, like, the pillaging and, like, the literal raping that Japanese soldiers did on the then capital of China uh, when they invaded. So it's uh it is a it is a heavy film to watch. I recommend it, but I also don't recommend it, right? Like I think it's worth the watch if you're into films. Like it's very cinematic. It's a beautiful movie, but it is it's so heavy. Like I had to take breaks while watching it. It's that heavy. Wow. It might be easily one of the darkest war movies I've ever seen. Jeez, yeah, that sounds like a total bummer. Um, yeah, but I'm sure uh, an absolute must see movie. Actually, in terms of gorgeous, absolutely yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, that's there you go. That's the shit that okay. way to put me out of my funk, right? <laughs> yeah, let's look. Eddie. Do you have anything more joyous to share? <laughs> so I, uh, I finished the Gollum and the Genie. Hooray! Yay! Yeah. Very happy. Can't wait to chat with that uh, book choice. And um excited actually to get the sequel, which I found out with thank God that you told me. Mm-hmm. Um the sequel to it, which is called The Hidden Palace. Yes. And I am actually yeah, I'm actually looking forward to reading that because that looks like it's gonna start highlighting the supporting characters of the first book. Um Ooh. Which I loved. So, yeah, I think which actually was my com- which was like gonna be my complaint. If this book didn't have a sequel, it's like, wow, uh, there was like supporting characters that I was really interested to like get to know more yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, but this book actually seems to do that. So absolutely. That was a big book, too. I saw it. It was just like. Yeah, I think it's the biggest book we've, Eddie and I have read yeah, for the yeah, book club read. that we have. 
mm-hmm. with our with other people, and uh, it was though absolutely worth it. So it was great. It was a great choice. Yeah, I recommend it, and I am um yeah happy I finally read it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Cause yeah. Because it's been on my my book list for quite some time. Like, yeah, happy and, to have checked that off with you. Yeah, Nicole, what about you? Uh, well, I actually just wanted to share that there is a podcast called the Partially Examined Life Philosophy Podcast. And uh, they had me as a guest star on their West Side Story episode for the pretty much pop series that they do. So it will be as of the week that this is released, you will also be able to find that. So if you type into your podcast browser, either pretty much pop or the partially examined life, you will see me for pop up for their West Side Story episode. And I was a guest star along with Broadway actor and just actor William Humans and uh, actor Ooh, and and critic cool. and author Ron Fassler, and uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was a, a total blast. And if you've listened to our West Side Story episode, you you pretty much know what I say. But still, it was <laughs> it was really great. Um, uh, yeah, be sure to check out that episode. Yeah, and um, one last thing I want to share is that Peter Bogdanovich recently died. And uh, there's a film of his that he did in 1975 called At Long Lost Love, which is considered to be one of the worst films. If you literally go to Wikipedia and you type in the worst films ever made, At Long Lost Love will come on. And I think that this is a complete injustice because it is a very competent and lovely film. And the only reason that people hate it, it's because it's a musical with Burt Reynolds. Um, I encourage any listener who is open to this film and open to going against the grain and watching something that is labeled as a bad film and realizing that these labels are totally unjust and that we should make our own opinion for you to watch what you can on YouTube at long last love. It's just utterly delightful. And I'm, I can't believe that it's <laughs> like Wikipedia has it under the worst films ever made. It's well, terrible. Wikipedia is, is, is open source. Yeah. Well, it's because it was one of the biggest flops ever. Uh, it like nobody went to go see it and it got such negative backlash in 1975 that Peter Bogdanovich had to apologize. He wrote like an ad and he took out an ad in a newspaper apologizing for the film and you watch the film and you're like, this is nowhere near the worst film ever made nowhere near it. So I just wanted to highlight that and, and maybe encourage some people to either Google or YouTube at long last love and, and watch it and be like, this looks cute. Okay. Yeah. Burt anyway, Reynolds singing. I don't know. He's actually not that bad. He's right. not. I I actually really like Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I think he is an <laughs> underrated actor. You know, he's a movie star, of course, but he actually had acting chops. But nobody was open to it. They just wanted him to be Burt Reynolds. You know. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah. that happens too. That does happen. You know, actors. So, right. Yeah, it's not so much their fault sometimes as it is our fault. So. Yeah. Do you know who broke out of that? <clears throat> Leonardo DiCaprio. No, oh, I was going to say Daniel Radcliffe to segue into our, our topic because... Oh, yeah, he, I forgot. We were talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> because he really, as soon as he was done with the Harry Potter franchise, would not... He was trying to find any and every role to like kind of get out of that Harry Potter limelight. Yeah. Or not even the limelight. I don't want to say... He was never dismissive of his work. It's more he just didn't want to just be known for that. Mm. Well, who could blame him? Yeah, I and mean, I get it, but... He did do a fantastic job. Now, I have to ask, did anyone watch the Harry Potter films as they came out in theaters from 2001 to 2011? I did. I did, yeah. Yeah? Did you guys see all of them? I saw all of them, yeah. and I'm, I was usually the first one, like, the like the like first weekend that mm. it came out, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I remember I've even one, like sneaking out sneaking out of where i was living and uh knowing that i would get in trouble if i got caught but me and a friend we snuck out to see i think it was the third film like we, we had like a 12 12 30 showing in the middle of the night it was like in the middle of the night we were like mm, naughty naughty the, yeah it was really good oh uh, wow yeah i was so my dad i think after after the first one he would take us to the midnight showings of uh, of the Harry Potter ones, so those would be long, long nights. If not, if we didn't make it to the midnight showing, we would go to at least a Friday night or like definitely Friday. I don't think we ever saw it, like on a Saturday or Sunday. It was either Thursday night or Friday nights. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Uh, my dad loved the Harry Potter movies. He was and after the first 
one, he started reading the books and stuff, and he loved it. Tried to get B into, it, and I was just like, and I read, I tried to, re- I read the first two chapters, and I was just like, nah, this is this is not for me. <laughs> wow, even as a child, you were just like, eh, meh, <laughs> not not this, not this book. I don't think. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I was actually pretty late to Harry Potter. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I would well, never I'd, have known that. I, I assumed that you were just like there from the get-go. Yeah, no, I was late to the party. Um, I was just... By the time it was 2001 when the first film came out, I was really getting into older movies. And also, it was just like... It was like a lot of family stuff. So, I wasn't mm-hmm. like, I guess, into kid things. <laughs> I kind of like aged backwards in that way where when I got right. older, I started being more open to the things that I wasn't when I was, you know, like 12 or whatever. So I only saw Order of Phoenix in the theater and up. But um, okay, okay. I at least got to experience it because, you know, if you were a part of that, it was just an absolute sensation. Kind of like how Marvel is now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, every so often there's just like the franchise that kind of dominates. And I feel like for a while, Harry Potter was king. Yeah, I mean, it was eight films. I also feel like Harry Potter is the reason why we have a Marvel Cinematic Universe because they realized, oh, we can continue on through many, many years, you know, having this cinematic universe be built up, right? Like, think of the Batman films before that. They constantly were replacing Batman. They didn't care about, you know, like having this kind of... uh, Continuity? Continuity, yes. Mm -hmm. And and they were even the ones that, you know, they took the Deathly Hallows. They're like, oh, this story is so important. We're going to break it up into two films. The Avengers did that. Fucking Twilight did that, you know? By by putting mm-hmm. all like really trying to do the books a service, they actually opened up you know Hollywood's mind as to how to tackle all of these other franchises. You're speaking very rose colored glasses here because I feel like a lot of these things you are very critical of though for other movies. So um, well, I I'm not saying that I appreciate <laughs> that Harry Potter did this, <laughs> but I can see that it definitely uh, opened the doors for that. You know, so I see. Okay. But, I mean, also Lord of the Rings came out the exact same year as Harry Potter's first film. So, also Lord of the Rings maybe also helped with that. Cause yeah, that but Harry, uh, Lord of the Rings also didn't split up any of the books. Despite the fact no. that you could argue that they could have. But they did. But oh, well. No, no the no, no, Hobbit no. did. The Hobbit did not need to be split up. I'm so... We'll always speak up against that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were really, really trying to, you know, that was like, a cash make grab. the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. That was but, just crash grabbing, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the first Harry Potter film came out 20 years ago. The last Harry Potter film came out 10 years ago. And of course, HBO Max having so much success with their Friends reunion episode, which we also covered on this podcast, decided that they wanted to cash in on one of their other Warner Brothers properties. And they decided to have a reunion for all the casting important crew members (laughs) of Mm -hmm. the Harry Potter franchise. So the Harry Potter reunion return to Hogwarts is them going to like the studio. Uh, I think it's like the studio back lot back in uh, over in London where they have, uh, you know, you can yes. take tours of the Harry Potter sets and stuff that they pretty much kept intact mm-hmm. because what impressive sets. And uh, they had the actors, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson and Rupert Grint at the forefront, you know, interacting with all the different actors that they were in with all the different movies and uh, some of the filmmakers, particularly Chris Columbus, who uh, handpicked the three of them in their roles. And it was just kind of like a stroll down memory lane from, yeah, from the first, you know, film all up into the last couple of films. So overall thoughts, you know, what did you guys think of this reunion? Um, Eddie, you're like an actual fan. So, cause I feel like you and Eddie are actual fans of the franchise. I like I said, I'm Fairweather. Like I saw them, but I wasn't obsessed. So I'll let you guys go first. Because you guys are like, I think the people who were actively seeking this out, the ones that were like salivating for this, 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 this on New Year's uh, Day, mm-hmm. that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think you and Eddie might be more so in that room. Although I don't know, did you guys see it on New Year's Day? I don't, Eddie, I don't think you did, right? What is it? We saw it that weekend. We saw it that weekend. Okay. Yeah. Nicole. I saw it in the last past couple of days. Oh, oh, you waited. Mm-hmm. I waited. I'm shocked. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So yeah. I mean, Eddie. So what did you? I mean, what did, what were your thoughts as like a diehard fan? Uh, I was obviously I was excited about it. Uh, definitely. Uh, enjoyed it. Had my 
tearful moments on, you know, just, just kind of like the interviews, kind of like their love for the story and, and, and just the, the support and the affection that the cast and crew had with each other during this whole process. Um, hearing the stars' individual stories of like how they grew up, you know, like growing up um, in this franchise. Yeah. Um, and their friendship and, you know, how did they support each other, um, you know, as being star actors in something that blew up. Like this, this, this thing just blew up and they became like instantly famous and, and having to deal with the, the trials and challenges of that, of that fame, you know, and the tolls that, that came about that. Um, yeah. But it was, it was very tender. It was like very like sweet. And um, I don't know. It was, it was like really appreciating the, the art of acting and the work that they did for these movies. So I very much enjoyed it. I enjoyed the intro, how they made it very cinematic and cinematic. Mm-hmm. And um and just kind of like Emma Watson walking into the Great Hall, yeah. You know, it's just like it was, yeah. very, it was just like they had they definitely had the rekindle the magic of of those places and those things and those moments. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I thought when I was watching it was like, oh man, I want to go back and and read the books because I. I did this thing where um, I told myself that I wasn't going to watch the Harry Potter films for a while so they wouldn't mm-hmm. kind of get old for me. Okay. Because uh, I used to watch them so much and stuff. And wow. Okay. I kind of wanted to like take some time away from it and then come back with it with, you know, either a new perspective or just have it feel fresh because it's one of those things where it's like, oh, what a bummer to not experience this for the first time again. But if I, I give know, myself enough I know, time, I know, right? I I always I would always think that when I when I I'll find out when when I find out that someone's like reading the book for the first time, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, you're so lucky. Seriously, like share well, you know, everything with me. It, yeah. It's like the magic and those moments of wonder that you're gonna experience. Ah. Uh, to get them yeah. back yeah See, this is how i feel about when this is how i wish to feel one day when eddie watches breaking bad with me <laughs> oh wow okay because he no he will never watch it with me he absolutely does not like crime stories so <laughs> i honestly on, don't don't blame him on that one um oh. and like i just remember you know my f- my favorite okay well now now you might want to guess this because my favorite book is also my favorite film Okay, is it Half Blood Prince? No. No. Oh. Uh, no, 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 it... no, no, no. I feel like Eddie might know. Oh, okay, Eddie, go ahead, guess. Um, it's not the. Um... I'm trying to think. Wait, let me get the list. Well, all right. While you're thinking, I'll it's not the Order the of the Phoenix, right? No, I actually that book. I it's like so suspenseful and great and like umbridge is fantastic but i wanted to smack harry potter across the face most of that book because you know he's got voldemort in him so he's being a little bitch but like Mm -hmm. that whole thing was just like oh my god harry shut up yeah (laughs) what prisoner of azkaban no all right so tell us now (laughs) okay and so that's the thing. Like mine is might be surprising, but it also kind of isn't. James my, f- my favorite is Goblet of Fire. Oh, oh, interesting. The Hunger Games one. Kind of. Okay. So the reason why I love Goblet of Fire so much, well, one, it's the biggest book, but like she just yeah. goes in fucking deep um, with uh, the Triwizard Tournament and then, you know, just everything from the beginning of that book. And, and puberty. And puberty, right? So it's like, it's a... It's amazing how the book and the movie can be this fun coming of age, you know, kids being kids and attending the Yule Ball and having crushes on one another. And then the ending happens and it just completely does a 360. And then all of a sudden yeah. the, the series changes. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. does that all in this one book slash film. And it's just so successfully done where you realize, oh, my God, shit just got real to quote bad boys, too. So mm-hmm. I was watching mm-hmm. this and uh, particularly with the parts with the Goblet of Fire, 
I was remembering what it was like to read the books for the first time, to read that particular book for the first time, and to see the film for the first time, and just how uh, how much joy it brought me. And I am definitely, you know, biased to it because I do, I enjoy the series. Um, it's like it's not for everyone. I get that, but it's right. very much my cup of tea. Well, and that's um, that you said that right it's not for everyone but i feel like harry potter does have like this bro i'm not saying that ob- nothing is universal right nothing but like is this universal, this yeah. series has such broad universal like you're very hard pressed to find people who absolutely say it's like i absolutely hate that without necessarily just wanting to be a contrarian you know what i mean like i would this never true, say yeah. that about harry potter like i'm never gonna say it's like oh that's awful that's you know what i mean it's anything is not it's 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 Objectively, you can say this is it absolutely is what it is, which is absolutely uh, populist. Uh, what's it called? Like just, just I don't know. I, I was just saying it's just like it's so pleasing to everyone. Like how can you just not? Well, that's the thing. Even I acknowledge kind of, it. I feel like I kind of remember, particularly when Harry Potter was in its at its height of its popularity, that Harry Potter wasn't particularly cool for a while. Um, I guess with older people like i guess for our age group it was but like for older teenagers or young adults some people didn't think of like harry potter was for wimps kind of a thing oh i mean yeah because it was a book series but also there's something about it like i think it's easy to hate on like it's not easy for people to hate on star wars because star wars is just like so cool and marvel's just like so cool and uh uh, uh, which star wars I mean, the, when you talk about the original trilogy, <laughs> well, nothing, yeah, yeah I, you could, there's a def, definite there. But when, when we're talking about the other ones and the prequels and the sequels, well, yeah, yeah, I so guess like the whole the whole world is a as and a, pop culture always painted the people who liked Star Wars as like these like geeks, losers, ill. They were always the butt of the joke. The people who like Star Wars. Well, yeah. Nowadays, I think Star Wars has become. Like, well, that's why there are all these new films. The Star Wars is cool, right? Star Wars has a land in Disney World, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Star Wars is has so many yeah, spinoff yeah. shows and movies. Star Wars has become pop culture, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but there was a time where, like, it was, like, frowned upon. I don't know yeah, if Harry Potter ever got wasn't that, maybe. Because, that. I mean, I was working in retail when the last book came out, and I remember I had to work the midnight shift for the, the, the day the book came out, and... Uh, it was absolute madness, you know? Oh, yeah. No, it's like, I guess it's hard to describe because obviously there was a fair share of the, like, it was just absolutely crazy. But, you know, you get that many people loving something, you're going to get that many people who <laughs> don't want to be one of those people and, and look down on them and just are not open to it. And I guess right. I've just met a lot of people in my life who were like, Harry Potter, that's fucking stupid. And I guess it's always been weird for me because Harry Potter, I guess it's more for like, at least when it came out, it started... Like, I aged with Harry Potter, and I was a child when it came out, and then I was a young adult when it ended. But when it first came out, it was for children, so it's like, why are you hating this thing for children? <laughs> it's like, it's also like, if you actually read it, or if you know what it's about, it has proponents of um, family, and, and like, Especially accepting yourself, family. and yeah. found family, and, mm. uh, you know, just kind of, like, seeing what's, what, what you're capable of, and, and never, never stopping in the face of adversity, or... Or like you know, good versus evil, just like all of these really, really good themes. Um. So yeah, I guess I don't know. For me, I that's why it's like I think it's not for everyone because I don't know. Some people just want action packed, or they need it to be cooler. But there's like a heart at the base of Harry Potter. Okay. Um. At least to me, you know, it's interesting because yeah, yeah, cancel culture has really picked apart a lot of the flaws. A lot of the flaws within Harry Potter, but for me, it still works overall. Um, even though I recognize some uh, flaws that other people have pointed out, I, Ooh, wait, I still like enjoy what? it. <coughs> you should YouTube this poem that someone wrote about Cho Chang and about oh. Asian representation. Okay. Um, in Harry enough Potter, said, have you I, seen that? You've seen I haven't, it, but I, enough oh. said. You just say Cho Chang because you're like, oh, you know what? Yep, I get it. I know where. This conversation is easily going. It's uh, the, yeah. The so she the she picks a lot of apart. Yeah. yeah, she picks apart the fact that yeah, there's a there's like a there's one diversity. black character, there's uh-huh. one Asian character, the way that they're portrayed, and then she really really like tears J.K. Rowling to shreds for saying that Dumbledore was gay, even though him being gay was never central to the plot, and she just like kind of threw it in there. But it's like, what are you guys talking about? Dumbledore was gay. Obviously, couldn't you see that the whole time? And she calls that a cop out. It is. 
I don't disagree and with that. that I don't disagree with that either. I'm like, okay, valid. You know, like, but now you didn't give me it. any sort of gay representation. <clears throat> now you're just throwing that in there. Okay. Is Jude Law playing gay in, uh, in. I don't know. Beasts. I saw the first Fantastic Beasts and I didn't really care to move forward. So I wouldn't know. Oh, so wow. it, it, it is. Because when you know the story, the backstory of that, um, it, it, it's like the reason why he won't uh, get involved so much and face face the enemy in this because of their history with each other. Yeah. Um, and it's him like. I can't like I can't I can help but I can't do this, you know. Yeah, so it does give give a hint of of a possibility of that. I mean, but that's the whole idea, and people are waiting for it, and people are expecting it that that this is like, hey, about two guys they broke up and they broke up really bad, yeah. <laughs> and really hard and very messy because people died and um. And now he's come back, and uh, you have to face you have to face him. Yeah, guy, the worst kind of ex, the one that like <laughs> raised an army against you. <laughs> Seven evil exes. Uh, yeah. So I don't know, but that's that's just I don't know. I kind of just went around, down the rabbit hole with that. Let's get back to the actual reunion, right? Which is sure. more so about these actors and and the the part that Harry Potter kind of played in their life. And it was interesting because through that you get you get to also see how much you know harry potter means to the to the audience even though it was really forefront their relationship with harry potter right we were kind of watching them go down memories lane and seeing you know what it was like for them and and all the relationships that they built with one another yeah so i actually thought that was an interesting route for this production to go because i thought it was gonna be more like the friends reunion in which we get to see how I mean, we got to see through archival footage, like how the world was reacting, but it's not, that's different from how the world like holds this property at the moment. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who still love Harry Potter dearly. And this franchise means the world to them. Eddie is related to some of them. Um, So Eddie is one of them. (laughs) What am I talking about? (laughs) So, but I, this I found it interesting that the this uh this this special really focused though on like the films and what it meant to not just these three actors but pre- predominantly these three actors Rupert Grint yeah. who played Ron Weasley Emma Watson who played Hermione Granger right mm-hmm. yes and obviously Daniel Radcliffe who plays titular Harry Potter yeah. so I, I I thought that was interesting I I don't. I wasn't, I wasn't crazy about that too much because, at least the friends reunion. I my favorite part of the friends reunion was when we had all the fans from all over the world talking about like, oh my god, this show meant everything yes, to me and yes. why. That was one of the most touching parts of the friends special, and I wanted something like that from this reunion, right? Just something that says that it's like it's not just about the movies and how grandiose it was to be behind the scenes, right? Um. I just wanted something like that, right? Like maybe something a perspective from like I mean, Harry Potter has how many fan clubs? I can only imagine, right? Yeah, I, to, but to I, one. I I think when we had when we talked about this before is that throughout the years, let's be realistic. Throughout these two decades, there has been that there has been always these interviews or um some you know some form of like you know like documentary on like behind the scenes of this particular movie or this or the book that's coming out and you do get that you do get the fans reactions and and you've seen i think in the last 20 years we have heard from the fans and we have heard how um their lives have been touched or changed or made richer by the beauty and magic of this story of the boy that the boy who lived who but who all right but you I, see, but if you're, guess, it, it's like, I'm, would you watch that? Right. You no, no, wouldn't no, yeah. watch that. I would watch that. And yes. I have watched that. You're right. So I have watched that. But I think this is also great because I really wanted to know what, like, what they thought. I, I was really more interested in what they thought and their experience. And, um, and also like they spent a lot, like they spent a lot of time with each other. Yeah. And, and then it ended. 
and and now they're coming back and some of them haven't seen each other in years and it's like we and, and you know there were points especially the moment with the weasleys when the kids or the actors pay the weasley family and the father and um and they were just like you know you guys were like like i always felt like we were family mm-hmm. we were the weasleys so yeah yeah you know i agree with both of you I, I see where you're coming from, Rolando, in, in the sense that we didn't hear from a person and that person was the many, many different fans. Right. Uh, and how much... Yeah, like, I guess we talked... The, sh- the reunion showed how much the impact of being a worldwide phenomenon impacted them and shaped them. And the, the, just the roles in the film, you know, being on, like, a set and having each other. And in particular, around Order of the Phoenix, you know, Emma Watson was going to quit because the fame and all of that, it just got too much to her. For her. Yeah, did you know this quote at the time? I didn't know this. I didn't know this. No, I'm sure it was kept very hush hush. I no, I don't. Maybe I guess maybe the well, maybe yeah, the, her maybe, co- her um her co stars didn't even know. Oh, that's true. I, yeah, yeah, there you I, go. I mean, I was gonna say it's just like you know, maybe the like the internet. It's so weird. Like even thinking like fifteen, however many years ago, mm-hmm. right? The internet wasn't. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have like Twitter. We didn't have like like you know what I mean like. Dumois on Instagram, right? That kind of thing that speeds that that salacious newbie. Because if there was even a whiff that one of the Harry Potter castmates was even thinking about dropping, it would have been like on CNN. You know what I mean? Nowadays, I feel like. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe nowadays. I don't know. It's hard for me to think about what it was like back in 2007 when that movie. It is. It's a hard thing to to think about. Yeah. I just didn't even have iPhones yet. I don't know. Maybe. Probably. I maybe got an iTouch or one of those iPods. Mm hmm. Remember eye touches? I do remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Like you know, you hear the burden of celebrity and and all that, and and going from uh, just you know being a regular kid to having the entire world watch you, and you hear very much what it was like to make the film. But yeah, like I guess you didn't get the perspective of everyone who was watching it. You know, I, there were even some times where I was watching the reunion where I'm like, oh, this is really lovely and seeing this, but I also. I wasn't a part of this, if that makes sense. Like I, uh, I'm not. I don't. I'm not famous. I can't relate in some way. But it's interesting to see it. But it's also like, it was like this whole nice, you know, look back on their life. But it wasn't anything that I was a part of. You know, like I guess if they had that balance of something that I took part in, like mm-hmm. hearing from the fans and stuff, and seeing myself reflected in it, then I maybe I wouldn't have had that thought. Where it was like I'm just yeah. watching a bunch of people talk about something that I know nothing about. Yeah, it's like. There's Even though it's interesting to watch. It's a piece of media that you consumed and you're watching the people just gush about how they how made lucky it, they were. Just, yeah. And like, yeah, well, how great it was. But on some sense, I feel like it's like, um, OK, I don't know. Yeah. I, lo- I thought it was good. I actually I did enjoy it. I think that was my one takeaway, though, where I was just like, oh, I, I kind of think the Friends one did just that little bit a little bit better. It didn't make me because I know that you complained about on the Friends one that like the. Uh, you know all the stories were like so inside baseball same thing here with this harry potter one, but this whole harry potter one was that way um, yeah yeah it was well also i felt like the friends went after a while they're like so what else are we gonna do <laughs> they right. had to like bring out the cast to do the fashion show and the random shit that they had to do which i like um, i mean why did they do that they should have done a harry potter fashion show maybe i you know what it is though this one really focused i don't know the uh this reunion made this franchise seems so um large so like larger than life it made it seem like almost like such a relic it's mind you it's not even 20 years old i think it's the first movie is 20 years old the franchise itself is still under two decades Mm. um and uh but it, it was treating this series with such reverence that i thought while watching it not undeserved premature that's so interesting um i don't i mean there's a whole there's a whole theme park there's multiple theme parks now there's a long-running broadway show there's spin-offs uh books and movies i mean there's just so there's a store in Times square and in london's uh king station but these are all symptoms of the consumerism right but it's so ubiquitous right there's not it doesn't matter how old it is. It matters, you know, how much the whole fucking world kind of like loves it. <laughs> like at the end of the day, Harry Potter is ubiquitous and Harry Potter's got a huge fan base. 
Um, so people yeah. want this shit, you know? Like, they I mean, still yeah, dress up I'll... in their robes and get sorted into their houses and, you know, wear their colors proudly. And, like, when yeah. I went to go see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, I can't tell you how many people were in costume. Yeah. You know, and it's such a... Really? Oh, yeah, really, yeah. And people younger than me who obviously were not... Who I even thought, were you even alive when the original films came out? But this is great to see. Your parents or whoever is passing it down to you. Right. Because I'm a fan of the, the franchise. Um, and it's just like, you know, not many other, like Star Trek has that, Star Wars has that, not too many other franchises have that. So it's like, it's one of the ones that just, I don't know, there's just something about, it was something that they said in the reunion show where it was like, people watched it who felt like outsiders and felt like they belonged while watching other people who were outsiders. Like it's this unique relationship that you have with Harry Potter too. Because, you know, Harry Potter's not even supposed to be fucking alive. And he doesn't even know who he is. <laughs> and then he finds out that not only is he a wizard, but he's the fucking boy who lived. Mm-hmm. You know, faced fucking death in the face and survived. And, you know, just, like, enters this whole new world and realizes all the things that he didn't even know he was capable of. I mean, who yeah. doesn't fucking love that? I mean, you know, yeah. Hero's journey. I I'm not look, I'm not trying to downplay this franchise. I'm trying to downplay uh <laughs> its place in, in media history, right? Because I, I just think it's true. I just thought it's just like I don't know. I feel like maybe we're just moving as a society too quick to get these reunion specials. No, I mean, yeah, and in that case I would agree with you. And you know, also feel free to call me out on <laughs> my fanboyish tendencies this episode. But I also do think that for something that's successful, I guess, you know, time is irrelevant. I mean, it's all, and it's also like you might as well, uh, you, what is that term? You might as well like strike while the money's hot or the pot is hot or something. Yeah. Stri- you know, like Harry Potter's still hot. hot. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Well, yeah. So that's the other thing, right? Like, okay. All right. <clears throat> other qualm I had here. Where was Maggie Smith? I know that's COVID. So like, I'm assuming we were protecting her health because uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know how old she is, but. I can't. She has to be one of those people that like is under straight lockdown at this point. Yeah, so I wanted to hear from. She's Maggie eighty-seven Smith. years she old. She couldn't. She's eighty-seven years old. God bless her. Um, we couldn't do a Zoom interview with her. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, I think honestly, they were going with such a cinematic look for everything that like obviously that would not have done. Um, yeah. There, there. I mean, was, there were a lot of people that chose not to come back, though. You know. Yeah, Robert Pattinson is another one that sticks out. For me, because I thought Warner Brothers owned him now that he's the Batman. He couldn't do the Harry Potter. I'm surprised that like they didn't put a gun to his head and be like, you're going to go. Yeah. Or, or you're going to go, <laughs> period. Like, this is yeah. the ultimatum. Well, there's uh, also another major absence from the uh, from the, the reunion. Oh, who? J.K. Rowling herself. Oh, yeah, no. that uh, She was in the reunion, but, like, all her footage, there was a, uh, 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 a little... And a note that said it's just like this was filmed in 2019 yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know how ridiculous was that that it was like guys don't come for us this was filmed in 2019 (laughs) uh but um yeah okay so let's get into that so jk rowley she was not talk about i mean she really became the voldemort of this she is the one that we do not speak of i think in total they said her name like a dozen times right like i don't yeah like, yeah mm. only certain actors actually talked about her the rest were just like the story the story right exactly like i kid you not like i think a dozen times is how much her name came up uh do we know the history as to why this is no can you tell us why oh okay yeah sure so it was in june 2020 rowling retweeted an op-ed that discussed people who menstruate right in quotations and she just did not like that right she was she she tweeted people who menstruate i'm sure there used to be a word for those people someone help me out wumbin wimpund wumud what these must be harry potter words opinion creating a more equal post-covid-19 world for people who menstruate so all right here she kind of stepped on it right because this article was trying to be pc in the fact that like not all people who identify as female menstruate Right. So they were just it was just the way they decided to tackle this headline. Uh, she would she got called out for it. And instead of like, you know, just 
issuing an apology saying, oh, you know what? I didn't see it that way. I'm so sorry. No. What does she do? She doubles down and she just goes, if sex isn't real, there's no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't, it isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people. Uh, this is me editorializing here, but like, all right, come on. Like, when you say that, it's just like, okay, but do you? It sounds like when the white people are just like, I have black friends. Does it not to you when she said that? I'm just pointing it out. All right. Mm-hmm. But erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It is in hate to speak the truth, right? So she doubled down. And I think the problem here is that maybe she's confusing sex with gender identity. That really seems to be the issue here. Yeah. Uh, but she's just like, she's just not having it. She just want to hear that she's wrong. Uh, the idea, and then she goes on, the women that, the idea that women like me who've been empathetic to trans people for decades, feeling kinship because they're vulnerable in the same way as women, i.e. to male violence, hate trans people because they think sex is real and has lived in... I, I can't even read this. I'm just sorry. She's just going on. She she goes on a tirade. Uh, I'm going to actually link this Glamour article in the show notes that goes over her, her <clears throat> history here with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, her... She has had a history with trans problems. I think the other one that came up is in her, or her one of her mystery novels that she wrote under a different no uh, under a different name. The villain was a a, a cross dresser. I think you talked to me about this one too, Nicole, right? Uh, no. Oh, I never, was it you? I didn't. I've never read any of her. Okay. Harry Potter well, she books. yeah. The bad guy is a cross dresser, uh, a murderer, a murdering cross dresser. Out right. Uh, so it's just, anyway, the point is she is not rubbing trans people and trans ally in a very positive way. And actually the entire cast of Harry Potter had to kind of get in it and they kind of were the ones who stepped up being like, um, her views do not reflect ours and we stand with the trans community. Uh, they, I, I feel like that was Warner Brothers saying is like, again, holding that gun to people's head being like, if you don't fucking say something, we will, you will not get royalties. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so at least that's her history with with trans, uh, anti-trans sentiments, and she became the butt of a joke. I mean, it's 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 crazy, and it's mind-boggling that like how Twitter has been so vicious to her because like she didn't she didn't need to do this. Like I said, she could have just given an apology and just hide away with her billions of dollars. <laughs> You know, she didn't have to double down and just try to say it's just like, no, sex is real. Like women are women biologically. Spe- you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's it like- just makes me even more glad that I just don't have a Twitter. It just seems like the most toxic place on this planet. So I think usually the our culture forgets really quickly, usually. Right. As a whole, we tend to we have a ver- we have the attention span of a goldfish. All right. <laughs> Her problem was that she doubled down and she just did not back down. And because she didn't back down and it went on for more than a week, that's like a lifetime when it comes to like media news. Warner Brothers had to get involved and release a statement saying, we do not, we do not stand for her beliefs. Like that she is separate from us uh, and the cast had to get involved. You know what I mean? So it's because she held on to her beliefs and whatever. They're her beliefs. Um, Us as the consumers, we have to decide what we're going to do with it. I streamed this production knowing the stuff that she knowing her stance on trans on on trans issues here or at least her beliefs here in this in this uh or her beliefs are like what sex is uh i wasn't streaming it to give her an, another penny that she doesn't need i was streaming it because i kind of wanted to see like what's what's good what 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 why did hbo max spend millions on, yeah. on this like what what were they trying to get out of it right that's what i wanted to see and uh, I, honestly part of it was I, I wanted to see like how are they handling this quagmire that is jk rowling rowling yeah. rowling uh and uh and they ignored I, it <laughs> and yeah <laughs> so that's how they handled it. it right they they kind of just skirted around Not skirt around is it why address it in this in this in this in this thing? Because she's a creator. I know, but at the same time, too, it's it's beyond her now. This is our magic. This is our wonder. But you know, despite the fact that she and, makes money from it. But that's every everything, honey. Everything 
out there that's made is to make money. Okay? All the Batmans you love, um, all, all the movies that we watch, people make them. Uh-huh. Not for just sheer enjoyment, um, but for the millions that they're going to make. I can give you one great instance okay. of people who make art for the sake of making art, not to make any money. And that is me, Nicole, and you, because <laughs> Lord knows we have not made a penny from this podcast. No, I, I don't disagree with you guys. I understand. Yes, we live in a capitalist society. Like everything that is made to be consumed is to make money. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that there are people out there who make more money than her who do worse things that people don't even fucking know about that we just give our fucking money to. I can fucking guarantee that almost. I mean, yeah, but gasoline. It, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's some fucking sick people out there abusing their powers. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because to me, it's like, well, this doesn't, you know, at this point, Harry Potter has meant so much and has done so much positive stuff for other people that it's easy for me to separate her from it, right? But that's not the case for everybody. So at one point, do you have to say to yourself, okay, well, what's what's what matters most, I guess? And that's just mm-hmm. a question for a lot of people to chime in, you know? Like, if, if, if it's people feeling insulted enough that we can't give this her the platform and her work this platform, then, you know, it's like, well, it's, we have no fucking right to tell them that they're wrong, you know? But... Mm-hmm you know, are we able to say, well, Harry Potter is, has surpassed now her and has its own legacy of its own because we've taken it and, and it means so much to us, you know? And it's, and that's the thing, like that's, I think going to become a question and a conversation that we have more and more because of the environment and the culture that we live in. And we can't just enjoy things for, you know, now we always have to think about who did it and who's responsible for it and, and who they've offended. And um, I guess that's just, you know, that's what happens when we all kind of realize that uh, when we wake up to to some dirty facts about people. But I don't know. It's such, yeah. it's just such an interesting uh, time to live in, I guess. It is. But I mean, this is what I actually love. If you guys haven't seen it, The Good Place. But this is the issue they wrestled with in the final season, right? Like, why are so many people going to hell? And it turns out the reason is because like we live in a very complicated world where you may have the best of intentions like buying an apple but if this apple is part of the reason that like a family is going broke in i don't know or promoting child or supporting child labor oh thank you right like this apple is now a source of evil right and like how do you all our actions have effects like a butterfly effect right so yeah where do we stand i guess with uh with jk rowling personally with me, it's just like, all right, well, she's not making a penny off of me, but I still want to consume her media. So what does that mean? Uh, uh, and why do I want to consume her media, right? I want to consume it because I'm a, I'm a follower, right? Like, everyone's going to go see uh, Fantastic Beasts. And I'll be like, all right, well, I guess I'll see you too. See, see what the hype is about. Uh, I don't know. Everyone wants to go to the Harry Potter world. I actually want to go to that theme park. I don't know how much money she's going to make off of it, but... You know, oh, I don't know. That's that's my dollar that I'm spending. Uh, I don't know. It's a it is a complicated issue. I don't know. I I I obviously do not support what uh, uh her issues like her stance, mm-hmm. right? But outside of that, like, there's not much I can do. But Eddie, do you really feel that you? Because you said this, right? It's just like it's ours now. Is that what you really feel? Like Harry Potter is ours? Like the fans? Well, that, that's that's the thing with story, you know. Um, after a while, you know, it becomes part of our our narrative. It becomes the things that we love, the things that we treasure, um, just become part of our own story, you know. Um, and what you know, what what these books and what these movies meant to us, and what they inspired in us. And I I don't think you should let anyone take that away from you. Okay, you know. Um, and that's why I wanted the special just to be focused on these people getting together and be like, oh, my God, I miss you. Oh, my God. Remember that time, you know, how crazy it was. And do you know that I always loved you? And she says, I always loved you, too. We'll never be together, but we're soulmates. You know, that was Emma Watson and, and Draco. Take them off. Yeah. Like yeah. After the oh, OK. Yeah. So th- let's get, let's get into some of the scandies that came out. of. There this, was no right? scandies. The scandy <laughs> being no that like Draco Malfoy and Hermione Granger were like madly in love with each other behind the scenes. Thoughts. 
That's cool. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I I don't really I don't really care about any of that. I actually thought that the funniest thing was Daniel Radcliffe hitting on <laughs> Helena Bottom Carter when he was fifteen. Oh, that was I thought that was cute. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, I did. I don't get. I, I don't. I want to say this. I don't understand the appeal. I don't. I don't. Oh, I understand the appeal. You do. I mean, you? she's she's so unique, and okay. she seems like she has such a wonderful energy to her um she was just laughing so much and like she was the only one that was like let's go running and and fool around you know she seems fun yeah so yeah fun, i could see the sure. appeal right. but yeah she's i, I was i, was I like it's, it's, i like my art kids and my weirdos you know i'm more attracted I, to okay, that so you know yeah. that's fine um the other thing that eddie noticed that he when we were watching this is when rupert grint says to emma watson i love you but she didn't say it back. <laughs> I don't know if you, you missed that. But no, that was kind of awkward. Oh, uh, but didn't he also then say, as a friend? And then they laughed and they're like, just. Yeah, he said that after like giving like a good solid two beats for her to respond. And she did it. He's like, as a friend. And it's just like, it seems so awkward. They kept oh, it. Oh, really? I'm so oh, happy. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, he, we replayed it a couple of times. It was so funny. Uh, oh. Another fun fact here from this Harry Potter special. They, um, they, the editors here messed up twice. One instance, there is they're showing B-roll of young Emma Watson. They accidentally use a photo of Emma Roberts. Are you serious? Yes, it was uh, all over the news, and uh, I think they have since fixed it. But another instance was the twins, the uh, the 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 Granger twins, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Weasley twins. Yeah, Granger. The, twins. In the lower thirds, they fucked up their names. <laughs> the the order that they're in oh my gosh <laughs> how funny is that well since uh, i re- watched it recently i didn't get to see any of those areas, maybe not so yeah but that, uh, yeah. i found those funny the other thing that eddie told me about and i'm gonna again post this in the show notes is apparently there's a conspiracy theory out there that rupert grint was not actually present on the, the london, set the london of the of the london set of the reunion he wasn't said cgi'd in why? Why is that well, a theory? Like, what's the evidence? So, the- no, I, I had just read. Um, and once again, it could be a true, not true. Um, but that he he was in Canada. He's filming a movie. He's filming. Yeah, I think so it's a he, series for yeah, he, Game so, of the Toro. Yeah, so he couldn't leave, but um, Emma Watson flew over, so they could have their their um, and 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 film their in- interview together. So yeah, so. The way and I uh, and it, uh, the show notes will explain it, but like the Cosmo UK has been all over this, and uh, there is a little one of the most compelling pieces of evidence is that in some of the close-up shots of uh, of Emma Watson when she's with Rupert Grint, even though she's wearing the same outfit, she has different nail polish, and it's just like interesting. So oh, wow. I don't know. Okay. Someone get Q and on on this because we need to know. <laughs> 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 that's uh, interesting like, yeah because there is the there was like a emma and rupert thing and then there was the three of them mm-hmm. so i was like why why is there a separate thing with yeah that's so interesting. Who, yeah, maybe uh but you know i mean i the other big question that everyone has from this reunion special is like how much did the cast make from this because i don't know the the uh, allegedly the cast of the friends mm-hmm. each made about three million dollars for that reunion special right jesus yeah, could you believe? I mean, just to get together and just reminisce. So I have to imagine that this Harry Potter cast got like something close to that. Hmm. Easily, right? I would say. I mean, if the Friends people got three million, the Harry Potter people definitely got that. Maybe more. Maybe more. I won't disagree with you. I think maybe yeah. more because, you know, streaming wars, you know? And we know yeah. Warner Brothers apparently has money to burn because they're trying to compete with uh, Disney. Probably. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, again, I don't know. I don't know why I, I really could give a shit. But it's interesting because it was, it was just nice to see their relationship with that first filmmaker, Chris Columbus, and how he was kind of like a dad to them and, and how mm-hmm. they even got emotional and how comfortable he made them. Um, that was nice to see. You know, because you, you're you're hearing more and more about abusive children. So it's nice to know that they weren't abused and that they actually had the right person looking out for them Enough in Hollywood. Them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. What, 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 what we're being told, right? Oh, God, like, I'm just, oh, because you think that people are lying about No, I, I know. I, nah, I mean, this cast <laughs> seems like pretty all level-headed and like, yeah. like, 
you know, yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if they were treated well. I mean, you know, they were Warner Brothers cash cow. Like they treat them like royalty. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to see more the, you know, what I kind of wish they would have uh, admitted or like told us the truth is you know that, uh, the kid who was in How to Get Away with Murder. No. Eddie. He, I, I don't want to define him only by his skin color, but he's like the only oh Dean Thomas guy. Yeah, the guy yeah, who played Dean, Dean Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Dean Thomas. Okay, so Dean Thomas, apparently him, his character and this other kid were in a relationship throughout the whole series, like behind the scenes, not behind the scenes, but like literally behind the main story, right? Like so, there's clips of them dancing together. Anytime they were like coupling, they were like together and stuff. But like who? we never saw it. Like they were the couple. We're we're talking about the actor. No, right. no, no. I'm talking about the characters. That a character was dating in the background of Harry Potter? Yeah, so in the Harry Potter one, it's apparently Dean and Seamus who are a gay couple like throughout the entire Harry Potter series. We don't necessarily see them, but like they're there. And uh, I don't know. There were like all these clips that like came, I remember all these like pictures that came up of the two of them, like stills from the movie, like almost being like a couple in the background, like growing up from like, you know, kids to like. I don't know, a gay couple in the background. Because isn't that how all gay couples are relegated to in, in media, just like background? Oh, <laughs> you know? I never I never got that Dean Thomas and Seamus were gay. Yeah, I know they're best friends. They're best friends, but we never got I that don't they were know. gay. According to the uh, fandom, they are. Okay. Fanon? It's the, Fanon. All right, so that means that just people imagine that that was... Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, J.K. Well, Rowling confirms these characters are gay. No, I can't. can't. Yeah, that's just... I never got that, so... I'm I'm losing the magic. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Oh, wait, no, sorry. That's that's clickbait. That was about Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Sorry. Okay, there you go. Anyway, there you go. I guess what I'm complaining about is, like, not enough gay representation here in Harry Potter. I I don't know. The interrelation... You know, it was even weird for me that the books ended with, like, Hermione and Ron getting together and having children... And Harry and Ginny getting together and having children, I was like, I don't know, I, like I didn't, I didn't really need it to end that way, you know. And even like seeing the actors being like, this is weird. We feel like brother and sister. I was like, yeah, aren't they like all brother and sister? But you know, teenage hormones are real, and the yeah. world is really small. So. I don't know that, that translates into like lifelong relationships, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> did you uh, now? Did you want Harry to be with Hermione? Um, again, I don't know if I was rooting for either. I guess, mm. you know, me being a young lesbian, I wanted her to be gay. <laughs> okay. That's more so like maybe I was rooting for her and Luna. Uh, <laughs> who I, who I, I, could, I love. I could see that as an actual couple, though. That'd be cool. Like, I that mean, well, that's work, right? opposites attract right there. You know? Yeah, because she's like book smart, right? And then the other one's like kind of kooky and stuff like that. There's like Dharma and Greg, but lesbians. Yeah, well, she goes more. She's Luna's more like spiritually wise and like more in tune with the earth. You know, like she doesn't need a book. She needs to just listen to the earth, and I love that yeah. about Luna. That's why she's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um. You know but what? yeah. So anyway, that's new fanning, <clears throat> canon in my head. So did you think this was needed? Um, yes. I think <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, Eddie. All right. Eddie says yes. I actually think I think it was just a little too early for it. I think wait another. 10 years but i guess what so, come on i guess so, some of the cast that is older though like they'd when, be dead that's the thing like how sad was it when the guy who played ha- hagrid. hagrid right first of all i can't believe that that's what he's looking like now yeah um so well, that was kind of heartbreaking i know we get, older. we get older but mm-hmm. when he said it's just like oh in another 50 years i won't be here but the like hagrid the will. movie yeah the, the hagrid yeah will. and i I think I told Eddie, he's like, he thinks that his version of Hagrid is going to be the one that's going to be still remembered in 50 years. Hollywood would have remade it twice by then. Yeah, this is true. I was like, yeah, I'm okay with this one because we're going to get another reunion special in 10 years. So I'll just, you know. <laughs> oh, I was I talking like they're going to redo the entire franchise, I guarantee you, in probably like 25 they, they, years. They, yeah, they definitely will. I mean, there's talks will. about sequels now. See? They're thinking about Cursed Child of making that into a movie because they're almost going to be the age for that, so... Wow. Yeah. That's going to be weird seeing Harry Potter with a kid. I know, right? Yeah. Like, well, it would be it would seeing, be really cool though if like well, they played uh, the, the roles. actor yeah, that seeing, plays Ron just had a kid. Yeah, that's also true. It is so weird to know that they're like adults functioning in the world. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
What about all right? So Eddie, you said it was needed. I think it was a little premature, but I, sure, it was fine. Uh, Nicole, you know these things are never like needed, but did I enjoy it? Yes. Oh, you don't. You actually didn't think it was needed. Well, like yeah, like I said, nothing okay, is yeah. technically ever needed. But, I mean, uh, yeah, nothing's ever needed, but like we can't have a podcast predicated on. <laughs> but did we want things? Needed. Yeah, yeah, I wanted it. You did want it. All right, good. That actually makes me happy to hear because like I think it's okay for us to want like mindless crap sometimes and you know but why is yeah. mindless crap and it's not i don't understand. i don't get mindless shit from like, it it's like it's just like you know sometimes you just want something i just you know when you watch this you're not watching i'm just watching it it's just like okay I'm going yeah to but because you you're, you don't connect to it don't you don't connect you don't connect to it so but when those who who do connect no those those who do feel like a connection it's like wow and think about like I remember the first time I read my very first Harry Potter book. But this is and I remember buying my last Harry Potter book. I, I remember exactly where I was. My last Harry Potter book. And I exactly I remember how ridiculous I was trying to get this book because I thought if I waited one second more, it would be sold out all over the world. Mm-hmm. That's what was my thinking. <laughs> if I don't get this book right now, I'm never gonna get this book. That was my thinking at that moment. Never have I ever ever been crazy about reading or yep. getting a book than I mm-hmm. was getting the last Harry Potter. All right, fine. I do yep. apologize for okay. making it sound so pejorative. It's right. just like, it's not mindless crap. It's like, you know, but it's, you know, so yeah. movies wanna, it's entertainment. Yeah, but that's what we, that's what we're all about, right? Everything we talk about is about entertainment. Yeah. And okay. it's not like you can't get things from things that are labeled as entertainment. You can what? get a lot from I'm, it. Exactly. What? exactly. Okay. You know what? What did you guys think? Did you guys see the <laughs> Harry Potter special? Did you love it? Did you want more of it? Are you? Do you think Warner Brothers is setting us up, like testing the waters to see, hey, maybe we will giving up, give people a sequel? Let us know. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash remakes, reboots, revivals. You can also find us on Instagram where we're very, very active. Our handle is Remakes Reboots Revivals. Send us an email because we love hearing from you and we love getting your emails. Uh, it is actually quite a joy when we get them. So email us. Our email is RemakesRebootsRevivals at gmail.com. And we also have a hotline that you can reach out and leave your voicemail. 862-248-2326. That's 862-248-2326. I actually have it memorized at this point. Uh, yeah, actually, check out our Instagram page for sure. We're like we're trying to be very very much more active uh i i just had a reaction video of uh the fresh prince it's not even called fresh prince anymore it's just called bel-air mm-hmm. it's a drama version of uh of fresh prince and uh that's it just check this out guys <laughs> yes please do uh and until next week stay, stay original. original and magical nice <laughs>